0: everybody, and welcome to... The Macaw Podcast Universe. It's the only podcast in the world about movies.
1: That's not true.
0: And what is the tagline of our show, Jordan?
1: Uh, we might be the only podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals.
0: And if I'm remembering this correctly, your name is Jordan. And your name is Micah. And we're married. hmm And our last name's Macaw. Yep. And that's why it's called the Macaw Podcast Universe.
1: Yeah, good job.
0: Now, last year... Let's let's roll it all the way back for for the duration, the four years that we've done this podcast. Everyone has always said, "When are you doing Fast and Furious? When are you doing Fast and Furious?" And I have some several critics, people that I hope one day will be on this show, make videos about it, talk about it on their podcasts about how this series is actually quite excellent. So they say. So they say. And last year we went through the conglomerate that is Fast and Furious, including Hobbs and Shaw, and. Jordan and I found it to be an arduous and unforgiving task. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was everything we had hoped it wasn't going to be. Yeah. It, b- except for two movies. Yeah,
1: two of them were good. Genuinely good.
0: Yeah, it was Fast Five and, and Furious Seven. 7. And those movies were really, really good. And they they balanced the bombasticness. They had a fun story. They were crazy. Mm-hmm. Then... As is customary with our podcast, we have to come in when there is a new movie that hits theaters and cover it.
1: So we were looking forward we were not looking forward to this movie. We were looking forward to it with a a lot of dread.
0: So much dread. Uh judge dread, in fact.
1: Yeah, not familiar that's if a, that's an accurate uh comparison or not. Uh, I know who it either. is, but I'm not
0: either. Oh, okay. <laughs> um but so we went, and uh, my expectation could not have been lower for this movie.
1: I think I had negative expectations.
0: I figured that it would be the worst of all of the movies.
1: Yeah, the trailers and looked really bad, real bad. And I will admit, and I'll think I'll, I don't think I'll—I will speak for you too. We were going into this movie with bias because Absolutely. we really don't like these movies.
0: Yeah, and now I don't want to. I think we need to reserve our. What happened? Let's keep the build-up happening. Uh, because I know that our listeners are probably eagerly anticipating they're waiting for a dunk contest, because this week, uh, or last week, I start seeing those same critics I'm talking about that I follow and enjoy their criticisms giving the movie two stars on Letterboxd, two and a half stars on Letterboxd. Griffin Newman said, more like Fast Sucks, with a capital X. Uh, All these people are like, man, this movie's pretty bad. Yeah. And the the Metacritic is lower than a movie like Fast Six, which I found to be almost unwatchable. Yeah, and so I am just like, "It's this is going to be really tough." But our friend Sean Muir, who's on our Speed episode, and who will have a little tag but uh, after the credits that so you can listen to his opinion, uh, he came up from Davis because there was West a show. Sacramento.
1: Huh. West Sacramento.
0: Yes. Uh, oh, you're right, West Sacramento, yes. Uh, there was a show that um, he wanted to see, and then he was like, do you guys want to see this movie? I know you have to see it. So the three of us went and saw the movie, mm-hmm. which that sweetens the deal. Mm-hmm. Now it's like fun time with friends you don't see too often. Mm-hmm. We went and saw it, and now I should probably tell you about the production, right?
1: If that's what you would like to do.
0: I kind of would. Okay. I kind of would. You know, I got to earn these ad dollars that we don't have. Um, so a couple of things that I want to point out, uh, for one, unbeknownst to myself, I had bought tickets F9, F10, and F11. So Jordan sat in F11, the future of the Fast and Furious movies. I sat in F10, the current of the Fast and Furious movies, and Sean sat in the previous entry. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before we get into this, I wanted to make a little amendment footnote to an old episode of our podcast, uh, which I told you about. I watched this movie called Three Ages by Buster Keaton last week. Uh, would totally recommend. It's an awesome movie. It's one hour long. It's on YouTube. And in the movie, he does this stunt where he has to jump over an alley
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he misses. From
1: building to building.
0: R- yes classic thank
1: you. jump from building to building rooftop jump
0: yes thank you uh and he misses and falls down like three flights like like three stories or something like that actually I think more than that and then hits like awning awning awning
1: catches himself
0: yeah and they they were like man they, they actually rewrote the rest of the movie to account because he was supposed to make the jump
1: yeah because I watched the scene and he yeah. ends up like on a um, a gutter or a, a drainage pipe, like, swings into the building. So I'm assuming they added that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. they did.
0: Um, and so...
1: Because he wasn't supposed to fall. That's the headline. Yeah. He fell, he he did not clear it, and he fe- literally fell three stories.
0: Yeah. I think it may have been a couple more stories, but, but it was a lot. Yeah. And I was listening to Blank Check.
1: And this was a time in history when there were no protection... There was no. no protection. So like he was not hooked up to anything. He just fell. No. If no. he had not caught himself, he probably would have died. If you don't know who Buster Keaton is, that's your problem.
0: And side note, if you if you are like those are silent films, I'd never watch them. Buster Keaton is probably the most watchable silent film yeah. person. Yeah. Uh Charlie Chaplin I find to be incredibly watchable as well. But Buster Keaton, he does so many stunts that are that actually are mind blowing by today's standards. Yeah. Stuff that people would not allow performers to do No, because
1: of insurance now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But all that to say, in John Wick Chapter 3, we extensively complained about the fall at the end of the movie. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I've since found out that Chad Stahelski is a huge fan of Buster Keaton. I mean, that makes sense. John Wick 2 opens with a shot from Buster Keaton, uh, one of his movies. Uh, And I've since found out that that, scene where he falls is an homage to three ages which doesn't necessarily make it better but i did re-watch the john wick shot and i'm like yeah, i don't have a problem with this this is great <laughs> so uh you know gotta gotta give you that amendment and we're gonna be talking a lot about stunts today so that sets the table now let's talk about this movie it is directed by Luis or Lu, louis let Letterrier uh and this harkens back to our second episode ever because he directed the incredible hulk he directed the transporter movies clash of the titans and recently the dark crystal show oh uh the screenplay is by dan mazu uh who did wrath of the titans and later this year damsel and this movie and that's it yep uh justin lynn who we've talked extensively about He's in this series, the fast guy uh, and then the story credits are the same, but they include Zach Dean, who uh, worked on The Tomorrow War. The cinematography is by Stephen F. Winden, who did Tokyo 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. What is that? Of the Fast and Furious movies.
1: Oh, I Tokyo, thought you were, Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I thought you were talking about, there's a series called series Tokyo. Called, yeah. oh, okay.
0: Um, and then the music is by Brian Tyler, who did seven of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. Uh, and- this movie, do you want to guess what budget this movie has or no? Well, is it a shared production or not? I'm not sure. I okay. couldn't quite get total confirmation on that, but um, it's an astronomical budget. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, it, It's now the seventh highest budgeted movie ever. So, okay, wh- what? $340 million budget. It better darn well be a shared production. That's all I got to say. That is more than Avengers Endgame. Or, I mean, Infinity War.
1: Do you know how the movie's doing yet?
0: Uh, well, it's too early to tell. W- if you include the worldwide receipts, it's already made like 380 I think. Okay. So, I mean, it's already made back its budget. Okay. Minus ads. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it should do just fine. Um, And just for context, the first movie was $38 million. So this is almost 10 times the budget of the very first movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known they would ever get here?
1: The whole time I was watching this movie, I just was thinking, like, let's just not forget, guys, that this whole franchise started a- as, like, a point-break homage or rip-off yeah. up to you, Um, and they were stealing DVD players.
0: I, I, I really think—because everyone knows going into this that they had announced this was a two-parter epic finale mm-hmm. a la Avengers and Harry Potter and all those other movies— and I really think in the next movie, they need to figure out a way to incorporate DVD players.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Because th- they need to homage back to the very beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, part of the budget of this movie, though, is uh, the 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 COVID uh, protocols and stuff. Like, movies are more expensive to make when because you make of them all during this. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the the cast is quite extensive, mm-hmm. and everyone's really expensive now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did read that it will need to make approximately eight hundred and fifty million to turn a profit.
1: Um, I, do you think it will?
0: Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I mean,
1: they always make money no matter what.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that'll be a problem. Yeah. Um. So here's the timeline. Do they have
1: a similar oh, drop sorry. off? If you happen to know, because you know how like Marvel uh, movies have a crazy drop off after the first weekend. Yeah. Do you think that's the is, do you know if that's the same with a uh, franchise like this?
0: Since I started paying attention to Box Office, uh only one Fast and Furious movie has come out. Uh and it was still pretty high in COVID time, so it's not really a fair judge of okay. what they do. I would
1: be curious I would be curious about that.
0: I think uh tomorrow i will probably know all that information because yeah. there'll be a, a bo boys that i will have listened to oh, and okay. they'll probably break it all down let for me know me. tomorrow i will <laughs> um so here's the timeline on this movie in 2014 uh they say that they're gonna at least do three and that was when they were promoting furious 7 yeah okay uh and then in 2017 producer neil h moritz Uh, said the 10th movie will be the final movie and Chris Morgan is writing and Justin Lin is being negotiated to direct
1: a recipe for disaster.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In 2020, Vin says that the movie could be two movies. Okay. So splitting it up in June of 2021. Diesel says it is a two parter and they're shooting it back to back. So I think that does mean that there is some sort of shared production. It
1: would be cheaper to be a shared production. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, no. they're... I, but I know
1: with COVID protocol, depending on when they shot this, yeah, maybe that's not as possible, but...
0: Well, yeah, and the, and the next movie comes out in 2025, so it feels like yeah. they do have to like start up production again, you and know? And all these
1: actors are all doing different stuff, too, but it just feels like it would be like a no-brainer cheaper, just lock these people in yeah. to do it.
0: Well, and, and there is... I mean, the way this movie ended, there's definitely a lot that they could probably shoot with certain actors and stuff. Yeah. And, I guess that goes for all movies, but I yeah. don't know. I, I think that it's weirdly enough, this does feel like it it will be a two parter finale. Mm-hmm. Um. But I won't say two parter
1: finale. Um. Uh, oh, including this movie. I'm just yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Because going into this, I'm like, how how is a Fast and Furious movie like a two part movie? I that, know, I know. You know, with with like comic books and a book series, that makes sense. And I think that it makes sense what they're doing yeah we'll 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 get into it uh but you know spoilers later um and then in two, uh December 2021, Dwayne reiterates that he is not returning to the series. Then they start shooting this movie in 2022. and days into shooting, Justin Lynn quits the movie. Why? I'll tell you why. uh the script Lynn thought was locked and they were doing rewrites. And they were sending a writer to like punch up dialogue. Okay. He wasn't into that. Uh, they cut a Eastern European location because of the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, they hadn't cast one of the major villains in the movie yet. So by like, the
1: time they were filming,
0: yeah, they're already well, that's filming. That's not good. Yeah. Um, and then apparently, and this is hard because we don't know, but apparently, him and Diesel had like a huge disagreement about something and a fight.
1: That is like so unbelievable to me that. Vin Diesel would disagree with anyone about something.
0: I know. Isn't that strange? It's very unlike him. Very unlike him. Um, And so Lynn says that he is leaving the movie because it's not worth his mental health. Okay. And by leaving the movie, he leaves like eight or ten million dollars on the table that he could have made. Um, So, I mean, good on him for being like, you know what? I don't need this. I don't have to do this.
1: Good for him. This has always kind of felt like this is just how it feels. I know I'm not right or anything, but like uh-huh. his baby. Like this yeah. has been his thing, but it's also been Vince's thing, right? And at some point, I think The Rock thought it could be his thing, and uh-huh. a lot of people, for some reason, or like, love to claim ownership of this dumb series. And
0: yet, in the distance, there's a there's a beaming light, and it is James Wan is the way forward. James Wan <laughs> is the way forward. That was a that was a
1: lightning in a bottle situation.
0: It was. And it it sounded like he had a tough time making that movie. It, it, see our episode wonder, on it. Hmm,
1: I wonder why. Maybe because there were a few people around that were like, "This is my thing, though, and you have to do it my way."
0: And dealing with a death as well.
1: That's a big thing too.
0: Um. But yeah, I think he would. I think if he had a better experience on set, he would. Because they've always asked him. They they always court him on future movies. Oh, okay. Uh, and. And they courted him on this, and he's like, I, "I, you know, I'm too busy with Aquaman.
1: Too busy with Aquaman, too busy making my new um, pr- horror production company yeah. thing. Yeah. And let's just let him do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then Universal states that it was an issue with the studio, not the cast, crew, or producers of the movie. And that's why he left, creative decisions. So, you know, we, we don't get to know, because... Justin Lin is not an idiot. He's not just going to say and then get like blacklisted oh, from Hollywood. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I tend to think that yeah, there's all of those things are probably all true. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, later reports alleged that Lin clashed on set with Diesel, who were, uh, purportedly arrived out of shape, was often late, and did not remember his lines. He
1: Marlo brando the it, the whole now, thing.
0: That's a thing where I think I don't think that's what true. is out
1: of shape for Vin Diesel though
0: yeah I see that's where it's like whoever wrote this because this is you know it's unsubstantiated it's like sources say yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. stuff but when I read that I'm like often late okay I buy that clashing on set arriving late you know didn't remember lines I can buy all that but he's not showing up out of shape yeah and that, this, that's weird what, this what series like, is his baby he's gonna remember the lines so uh, maybe, that,
1: I don't know I can kind of believe that though cuz yeah. cuz i could see him kind of being a hotshot dude that's like oh i kind of remember the lines this is kind of what they are sure. and then he says something and it's incorrect and it's like it actually would have been he would have made every, we would have all gotten here out of here on time today if you would have yeah. remembered your lines i feel like that is kind of a hotshot actor thing
0: um, that's true
1: cuz uh this i don't know it sounds dumb maybe but it's like this is a not not a very complicated it's not a very complicated story. This one in particular. In the past, they've overcomplicated yeah. their stories, but this one is not very complicated. And it's like it couldn't have been that hard for you to just re- memorize your lines.
0: These are very easy lines to remember. Yeah, Th- that's why I don't. I mean, he, yes, he's got a huge personality. Uh, it just doesn't. That doesn't ring true to me. Even though I'm, I'm not like a Vin Diesel apologist or anything like that. But I mean, if 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 people with Black Adam, a movie that Dwayne the Rock's been trying to make for 10 years, were like, yeah, he showed up and he wasn't even like learning his lines. I'm like, N- no. Like, he probably knew his lines because he's. Because he's wanted to make that comparison. Like, yeah, passionate about this thing. And Vin Diesel's always been passionate. I don't know. Yeah. Would I maybe like I'm to wrong. know
1: what out of shape means, though. I
0: just don't believe that at all. There's just no maybe way. Maybe when
1: he did Guardians, he let himself go because he's just doing voice acting. He probably didn't even, you know, wasn't even memorizing his lines for that.
0: <laughs> okay, that took me a second, but that's funny. Um okay, so we have all that and then they start talking to directors and then they hire Lettier. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's French, I don't know how to pronounce it, but um and Lettier and Statham saw the first movie when they took a break while filming Transporter. Okay. I just thought that's kind of cute. Yeah, that they saw it, and they're both now a part of the franchise. Okay, and saw it together. Anyway, um, but but you know this is a tough production. There was uh the scene where Theron and Rodriguez are fighting. There was no director, what at that time? How does so that work? Second units just directing that. Good job, guys. Maybe we'll talk about it in a second. For
1: not having a director, <laughs> are you kidding me? Good job.
0: Yeah. So um. Why? That's pretty wild. What happened? Because that's when Justin Lin had left. Oh. And so there's like weeks where there's no director and they're sh- shooting scenes.
1: Oh my scenes gosh, and stuff. I can't imagine that.
0: I know. I know. Um, The director revealed that they wanted to forge the anti Dom. Now, this is very funny to me. The next couple quotes I'm going to read speak. Who said this? To the director. Okay. Speak to like the taking the series too seriously. Yeah. The anti Dom. Dante is the Yang of Dom's yin, the antichrist of his Christ. Uh, there are strong ties with Dante and Dom, and that is what makes an amazing villain, because you understand why they became this and their motivations. It's just funny calling I, him the antichrist. I, I, and I disagree with
1: all of that stuff. <laughs> they are trying to make him a saint the whole time, though.
0: Yeah, and then um, Diesel uh, at one point said, which I just think is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. What gets harder about the films is the work off screen. The thinking, the expanding. It's hard to continue mythologies. There's a reason why Tolkien stopped writing after a while.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? Like, this is why he's going to be done with the series?
0: I think in in, in preparing for this, like, that's why we, we're we going to end it, you know. But I just think it's so hilarious. I mean, it makes sense. He's a huge fantasy guy. Of oh, course, yeah, yeah, he yeah. loves Tolkien. But But being like... Mentioning Tolkien and Fast and Furious in the same sentence is, I feel bad doing it just now. <laughs> and and I should. I should feel bad. He should feel a little shame for doing that.
1: I don't think he's capable.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. There, um, I,
1: I think there are several people in this franchise, most of them, who are incapable of feeling shame. And that's why we have ten of them.
0: Yes. Yeah, someone should have been embarrassed somewhere along the line. Including the people who have viewed this series and love it as much as they say they <laughs> do.
1: <laughs> Not but, enough shame in everyone's lives.
0: But you still, you might be sitting there making some decisions on what Jordan and I thought about this movie. But you may Don't be surprised. Don't pause yet. Keep listening. Um, Brie Larson said that she's been begging to be in these movies, and <sighs> it is her dream franchise.
1: Stop it! It's making me more upset with her. Yeah. In general. I you gotta keep talking. I don't want to think about it.
0: Um, the neighborhood that their house is at, yeah. the Toretto house, is in Angelino Heights, which is the oldest uh, neighborhood in Los Angeles.
1: Are we just now finding this out? Uh,
0: I just saw some interesting stuff about oh, okay. it this time. I've never thought to care about that where the location. I still don't care about it. Well, what's what's interesting is they had to they wanted to do all this stuff, putting rain on the streets and, and Oh like
1: they shoot on location. Yeah, oh, and, okay. and
0: do the stuff that would cause like safety measures. Yep. And um a lot of the residents were protesting the movie and they were like I don't blame them. Well, they were like, You already attract so many people that like drag race in our neighborhood now.
1: Oh my gosh, that sucks.
0: And and so now they're like, and now you wanna like do be doing like weeks of shooting like emergency stuff. Cause you know, there's that scene in the movie where all the guys come. Yes. In. So, uh, anyway, always interesting to know oh, man, how it impacts a, a group of people, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, here's a fun one. I, I had a, I feel like the last few episodes that we've recorded, um, listeners don't know what they are yet, but there was just no information on the movie being made. So I'm like, so excited that I actually have something to talk about. um, Several aerial shots were filmed with the first-person view drones with an attached RED Komodo camera piloted piloted by Johnny Cher, similar to the filming techniques that were used for the action sequence in Michael Bay's ambulance.
1: That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Little little
0: ambulance setup. Ambulance is changing cinema already. (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) Uh, And then... Couple more things. Um t- in February of 2023, Diesel said in an interview that he really wants Robert Downey Jr. to be in the next movie.
1: <laughs> you can't afford him. I mean, obviously that's not true because this is one of the most expensive movies ever made. Yeah. So you probably can afford him. Yeah. But you can't afford him. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want someone who is has just as much, if not more, personality mm-hmm. working with you?
0: Well, he's he poses no physical threat. That's why he wants him.
1: <laughs> okay, that is 100% true.
0: Now, if he was in the movie, who would he be related to? Because everyone's related yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I mean, I... Robert Downey Jr. is very, he doesn't have any, like, he's not a person of color in any degree, shape, or form, correct? He doesn't no. have, like, a dad from somewhere. I don't know. I mean, not that I know of. Well, I'm just trying to think, like, he can't really be related to any of the cast.
1: Uh, except for the nobody. I don't nobodies. think that really matters. Well, that's true. That John Cena really...
0: is the brother of...
1: Of Dom. Is Charlize Theron his sister, too? I can't remember. No. She's not? No. Is she no one? No, Like, in relation to nobody? Ah,
0: Robert Downey Jr., he'd be her dad. That's No, who I don't
1: like that. That's not good. I don't like it. The, usually the
0: familiar relationships are not good.
1: I know, but we can do better.
0: Yeah, I want her written out of the series completely. Um, okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, and so I don't want any. I don't want any more character development thrown her way. Uh huh. Um, so I think it would be fun. Uh, well, I have one, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to say a spoiler. That would be interesting. Okay. In that direction, um, but in another direction, um. I just feel like we don't know enough about Han yet. You know, it's like, yeah, we know that he came back to life. Oh. We know we saw him in Tokyo Drift. He's he's the cool guy.
0: Maybe he's the guy who helped him along the way.
1: Yeah, not maybe not even necessarily related, but, but something are we, with his back. We getting sucked into the series. <laughs> that's that's what I think.
0: <laughs> okay, and try to remember when we get past our spoiler alert. I want to hear your other idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really have any ideas. He 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 can be he can be Jason Statham's dad.
1: So Helen Mirren's husband. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or no no the 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 rock stuff they already explored in Hobbs and Shaw.
1: He can be Dominic Toretto's son's dad. Like that can be a new twist. Like that's not actually Dominic Toretto's That's not actually son's Dom's dad. son. <laughs> like that's like another twist that we got. <laughs> that's that's it. That's
0: what I want. Okay.
1: The twist is that's not actually his dad. <laughs> um,
0: so, finally, 2025 release for Fast 11. Uh, Vin Diesel said uh, the week that this movie came out that he they might do three now as a finale instead of two. No. Oh. Um, and then the last we heard before this movie started was that there will be no Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is still not interested in being in the movie. Yeah. So, you want to hit me with some actors, my friend?
1: Who is there? That's new. Um,
0: Br- Br- Brie we've Larson, we've Jason. talked about her. Who? Jason oh, yeah. we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, oh, we could.
1: Is Scott Eastwood new to the series? Nope. I can't remember. Nope. Okay, but that other guy is Alan Richson. Yes. Who plays Ames. Um, He is also in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay one. Okay. No, no, no. That's not Michael Bay. But he did. Didn't he, he, he produced. Produced. Those two movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's in that. He plays Raphael. Apparently, oh? uh, he played him in two of those turtle movies. Um,
0: <laughs> two he, of those turtle movies.
1: He's in the Hunger Games, Catching Fire.
0: Really? Is, so we've seen him.
1: Um, yeah, I guess. Um, and thank God he is finally the reach the Jack Reacher that we've all been dying for because he's finally tall. Actually, I'm going to Google how tall he is. Ah, yes. But I do remember that that was a marketing point.
0: Oh, yeah. Everyone I heard, uh, even even them not knowing about the, like, thinking about the Tom Cruise of it, is they were like, man. He's six feet two. Oh, he's not even that tall. Um, well,
1: no, apparently both, I mean, Jack Reacher, though, is like six feet or something.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know, and well, I also Jack Reacher. could not care less. Yeah. Um, because it's so funny to me that anyone would get mad. We've talked about this on a previous We've talked episode, about it too much. But it's just hilarious that people would get mad about Tom Cruise. He's 6'5", Jack Reacher. Yeah, he's too short. Why aren't they getting mad about this guy? It's just at least he's not 5'5". Five five. Yeah. It's just so funny. I think Tom is 5'6", right? Can you look up Tom's height?
1: He's like 5'6", yeah. yeah. He's like as tall as me.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just hilarious that you would dislike a movie because an actor is too short for your preference. There's gotta be a word for that. Bigotry? No, that's too strong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um also Daniela Melchior Melchior plays Isabel the the girl in Rio de, de Janeiro. Yeah. Um she is in Oh, she's the rat person. She's okay. rat catcher too. Okay. And the Suicide Squad. So we've covered her.
0: Yeah. I
1: Oh, I, and she's in Guardians three. She is the girl that they're when they go to that bio thing uh-huh. she's the one that's like purple.
0: Oh. Wow, that's a good movie. Yeah. Um okay. Cool. Jordan, let's tell him about our experience on the movie. And we, we we're still not in spoiler territory, so you'll get to know what we think. Okay. We're sitting there. The movie starts. And as it's going, and I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll let you know when these things started happening. But I'm like, it, it starts out pretty shaky, mm-hmm. and I thought, yikes! And a lot of it, you could tell, was like COVID protocols, where it's like these actors are all in different parts of the world filming these scenes, and it looks pretty bad. The coverage was really substandard, and then there's a lot of flashbacks too. Yes, yes, um, yeah, because this is not a spoiler, but the movie starts with like 10 minutes from fast five Mm -hmm. to which I was like, that's a lot of time to devote to something we've already seen. Mm
1: -hmm. And then how much of it do you think like, like, do you think it was worth it to them that it's like, we do, it's like, we always got to put Paul Walker's face in here somewhere.
0: Yeah. I think they were taking every advantage to put him in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And it did actually feel nice to see him again. Yeah. Um, But then, The movie's going along, and then there's the first, like, big action sequence for the movie. And I was like, that was a pretty cool action sequence, I I gotta say. In the first part of the movie, the action sequence that we've seen before? No, no, no. Then it gets to the, like, first action sequence, the one in Italy. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I kinda like this. And the story's going along. Jason Momoa is is doing something wacky, like, so over the top. It's crazy, and I'm like kind of loving that
1: uh-huh
0: and i start laughing during certain sequences because they are going so bombastic that it is it is in the funny enjoyable mode where i was like this is what i this is what we said on episodes where it's like i wish that they would either drop the crazy bad physics and stupidity and go back to street racing mm-hmm. and heisting or they would go crazier mm-hmm. with that stuff and and be unapologetic about it mm-hmm and this movie was pretty unapologetic with its craziness.
1: For me, the first act—I understand that they had a lot of setup, so I'm not necessarily sure how what I would change. Uh, oh, Rita Moreno's in this movie
0: too. Oh yeah, um, she's Dom's mom, and she's in the West Side Story movies. And eighty for Brady. And eighty for Brady. More importantly, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I thought that it took forever for this movie to start. Yeah, but I know that you got such a huge cast. Yeah, so I do think that they did what they what they 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 did. They laid it all out efficiently. Right. It just like at a certain point, it's like when are we gonna start this movie though?
0: I I do feel like you could shave three to five minutes, and it would it would really pick up the pace. Yeah. at the beginning because I
1: didn't need the like. I feel like they were really they really in which I feel like they kind of do on every movie, but like hinging on like emotional like remember the emotional important importance right. about all of these things um but by the time we got to Rome,
0: uh-huh,
1: um, I am with you, pretty interesting what was happening, yeah,
0: and then the movie keeps going,
1: and then when we got to what happens after Rome
0: uh I don't remember.
1: Okay, well, when the Rome stuff happened, I guess Uh, I just was sitting there and I thought to myself, "I don't hate this."
0: Yeah, I was starting to think I kind of like this. And as the
1: movie was going more and more, I just kept telling myself, "Hmm, I don't hate
0: this." And I kept thinking to myself, "If this is the movie, if this is not what Fast and Furious fans want out of these movies that they've been claiming are great." I guess I have no idea what they want out of these movies. They
1: couldn't have hit the family thing harder in this movie than they probably have in any of them. Besides Seven because of Paul Walker passing. Um, Yeah. Holy crap. Like, it was so much like it was just cars and family. Uh huh. It's like they finally understood the two basic foundations for this entire. Which series.
0: everyone's been saying that's all it's about, but there's so much of this extra fluff that sucks in yeah. these movies, and this time they just said, "Hey, we're just gonna go for it." And here's here is what you fans have been waiting for forever of our podcast. I thought this movie was awesome, <laughs> and I liked this movie a lot. I was telling Jordan I would watch this movie again. And I, I think it's probably, uh, it's probably at least as good as Fast Five. I might like it a little bit more. And I am so shocked that Fast and Furious fans are not losing their minds at how good it is. I
1: know, or at least just generally liking it. Like, I, hey, they ticked all the boxes for me. I'm good.
0: I don't know how you could watch Fast Six and think this is a good movie and watch this movie and say it's a bad movie. There's wonky stuff in this. There is.
1: I I don't. There's I didn't too like much it. good stuff. Though. I didn't like it as much as you liked it. Uh-huh. I think you f- everyone over time you pick can up kind of your th- jaw off the floor. <laughs> I think over time you're putting on some rose-colored glasses about it. Then um, uh-huh. that's okay. Yeah, I think that's why it's people. Finally that's why people like the series so much is because they're looking through it through a specific lens and maybe like I don't know. Maybe you've successfully figured out how to turn off your brain in the time that's passed. But I think that's it was good. That's what everyone says to do. Um, but I did think this movie was good.
0: I think it was good. Yeah. I'm not, I am not saying this is like... A, I know you're not saying that. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt I'm going to think, I'm going to watch Mission Impossible and think that this movie's basically garbage compared to that.
1: Yeah. But I think it was like... And they got a short person in that movie.
0: <laughs> I think this movie was a genuinely good movie. Mm-hmm. and And it makes the other Fast and Furious movies, five and seven excluded... Look like absolute garbage.
1: I, the the this cast in this movie they've just gotten to become such a like unmanageable cast. Uh huh. And I thought this was like some of the most efficient. Like okay, we spent five minutes with them. Now we're gonna go spend five yeah. minutes with them. Six minutes with them. Five minutes with them. It was so refreshing. Like compared to what I've seen, and yeah. kind of in general with movies, I thought it was very economical storytelling throughout. Yeah.
0: I, Surprised. And, I mean, I mean, as far as the 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 cons like I do think the movie relied on, a lot on you remembering what happened in previous movies. Mm-hmm. It still worked without it because I almost had no idea of the events they were referencing almost every time.
1: Uh huh. I forgot that John Cena and Dom were brothers.
0: Couldn't remember how or what that was, and so couldn't there...
1: remember why he got on board with them. Yeah. So cared. there's
0: there's stuff like that where it's like that's m- kind of more my issues with the movies is it's like don't treat this franchise like we need to know lore because it's not Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, it's like, we, we don't need to know like who found the magical gas pedal. No, it doesn't matter. Um, but the movie had enough other stuff that it outweighed that. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody in the cast was pretty locked into this movie. I
1: thought so too. Um, There was one person and I, I do agree with you, but I, I kind of loved it too. uh Where, um, Han, yeah, at one point in the movie you turned to me and you were like, he could not look more. Oh bored yeah. In this I forgot. Movie. He did look and I do agree with you, but I also love the performance. Yeah. Because he is like the cool guy. Yeah. And he he's it's almost like we we need at least one person to not have any kind of emotion because everyone else is yeah very strong.
0: I definitely forgot. Yeah. He was like definitely the worst. Performance he was sleepwalking
1: for me. through this movie.
0: It, it seemed like he was so excited. He returned for F nine. And then in this movie, he was like, I actually didn't want to be in these movies. Yeah. Um, but also,
1: well, and I don't know. I, Cause I don't, who who knows he, maybe he's in a lot of Japanese movies that I don't know about. Yeah. Uh, like currently. Yeah. Um, but it is like, but what has he been
0: in? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, th- I think there might've been actually one or two others. Um, but, but, I think most ever here was the thing I thought Charlize was good in this movie
1: i, I for me it's it's beyond unfortunately, yeah. which i so i I admit it's a me problem, yeah, uh, sure, but I can't stand her character. I like yeah. the I like the actor. Cannot I just thought she was like
0: she was actually locked in on this movie and and you know what, it helped that she was in a position of vulnerability, yeah, instead of the other movies because we complained, especially you about how like. The whole take on her performance is, I'm a villain. Hmm. Check that out. I'm stone cold. And it's like, we've just seen that so many times. Mm -hmm. So to see her vulnerable in this movie, it made it work. And then when you juxtapose it with Jason Momoa walking around singing opera and talking about ballet, far too much for any person to talk about ballet (laughs) who's killing this many people. I was like, they fixed the villain problem that you and I have been complaining about for every movie. They have not had a good villain in any of these movies. It was just so smart. Except five and seven. It
1: was so great, because Jason Momoa has become a superstar in his own right, Um, and he's a big Mm -hmm. guy, so like, he's become an action star in his own right. No, he's not as big as The Rock or Vin, and they'll make sure he's not, (laughs) but it's like in this movie he didn't care. He doesn't, it's like, it be, it was like he was taking a stance almost and making, making a statement Yeah. that he doesn't want to be as big as them. And, sure. and in that, like in that, to be known as that guy. Yeah. And I lapped it up and asked for seconds and I'm getting it when they get, give me a, a second movie.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So should we, should we get into spoilers? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So folks, you, you did it. You beat us into submission and I like this movie now. I think I think you should see it. All right, now let's go spoilers.
2: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
0: Okay, so I'm going straight hard into spoilers because I have my note here and I don't want to forget this information. Uh-huh. First of all, Dwayne The Rock Johnson returned, which was a surprise. Uh-huh. I had heard it before I saw the movie, but it was like the same day I saw the movie.
1: You spoiled it for me right before it happened.
0: Yeah. was it? Were you upset? No, I don't care. Okay. Uh, and I just want point, to point out two things that I think are going to happen in the very next movie before I forget to say them. First of all, the next movie is going to open with Gal Gadot surviving the plane crash and explaining mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's how it will open. And then in this movie... Uh, Charlie- because this
1: movie ended with us seeing
0: her. I don't know if you said that. I didn't. Okay. Um, but we're in spoilers, folks. Don't yeah. get mad. Um, and then in this movie, Charlie Darren shows up in a DeLorean, which, of course, is the car that travels in time in Back to the Future. Uh, Universal owns Back to the Future. And um, in this movie, it ends with Dom and his son presumably dying and cutting to credits. And, then, and
1: the crew died, presumably, in a plane crash.
0: So I am genuinely saying that the next movie is going to have Michelle Rodriguez, Charlize, and Gal Gadot trying to turn back time, and they will have to use the DeLorean in order to do it. And um, they're going to... Basically, Charlize will be like, well, there was this thing I was working on, and they're going to try it out, and there was going to be an engineer there. I'm getting really specific here, folks. There's going to be an engineer, and he's going to say, they're going to sh- come up, and he's like, it's not ready and stuff, and it will be Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And then when they get into- Christopher Lloyd as Doc? No, not as Doc. Okay, okay. Um, I think they'll just skirt it so it'll be like, that's so funny and fun, but they're, they don't want to, they can't step on it. Bob Gale won't let him. That's true, that's true. But then what's going to happen, they're going to get in the car and there's going to be like an assistive, like Siri type thing Uh that that helps guide them through it. Yes. And that will be voiced by Michael J. Fox. Okay. And I am am absolutely 100% convinced that that will happen in the next movie. (laughs) I have no doubt in my mind. What
1: reason would you have to think that that wouldn't happen? You know what I mean? Exactly. this, This is the kind of movie that they set up in this one.
0: Yeah, and and I really think time travel is the only the only way they can get out of the corner they painted themselves in cuz wh- what are they going to do? Have Dominic like jump punch, jump punch in the, the air. water? Yeah. Which uh, hey,
1: there was a small part of me that cuz I couldn't tell if the movie was ending or not c- quite yet. Uh-huh. But like I thought like is he going to like fly up in the air like a superhero? <laughs> cuz I think he might.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, and, and oh man, at the end of the movie when he's at the dam, I I think I said it to you. If not, I was saying it in my head. I said, "Go over the edge, go over the edge, no, you said drive that to me. over the edge." Like before he even <laughs> showed up, I just saw the dam, and I'm like, "He better drive down that thing." <laughs> See, this is why I liked it. The movie did those I things. I have
1: a, a physics question about, or a chemistry question.
0: Oh yeah, about I'm a that. Professional at that.
1: Oh, last I checked. Well, maybe we. I'll just save it from we get there.
0: Okay, so the movie begins. And it's like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's t- it's showing the Fast Five events, and it's including Jason Momoa in them. He's the son of-
1: The bad guy from the fifth movie. Yeah. Um, And as we know from the fifth movie, that guy gets killed, and right. bad guys lose. Jason Momoa was there, and he almost died, or he died for like two minutes or something. Yeah. Um, So that day, he lost his family. Exactly. So ever since then- his plan has, to, has been to take down Dom's family. Yeah. Not kill him. Uh-huh. According, His dad said, "Don't de- death is too merciful. Make him suffer. Yeah. That's the plan.
0: And you know what? I kind of loved as far as Momoa, beyond everything he did in the movie, is I do like this idea. There's that moment in the movie where he goes, you know, I died for two minutes, and you know what I saw? And he said, nothing. And so he, his whole motivation, like, part of it is he's like, there is no afterlife. Nothing happened when I died. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I am going to, like, just make you suffer and cause chaos because I don't care about anything. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a cool touch. Do mm-hmm.
1: you think he'll get nominated because people will be- mistake this for a Joker performance?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, it might be possible. Um, but this movie does, it is funny. I, I don't know vin diesel i don't know if he's a man of faith or not but this movie posits
1: no the series has been about faith this isn't the only movie that's done that
0: really okay i don't remember
1: no because that necklace thing has been like the symbol of i mean quite literally it's a cross yeah but that's not the first time they've done it this might be the strongest they've hit it yeah but this is not a first it's not it's not new territory they're working on
0: okay because here's the thing folks this man who doesn't believe in the afterlife, its it tr- he is the Antichrist to Dominic because he is trying to kill him. And, oh my gosh, Dominic has to get killed in this movie and then he will rise again in the next one. Oh no. So it
1: is time travel.
0: Yeah, but like that, it's, that's how he's he resurrected. Is, he's like a Christ figure, I think is the...
1: I mean, throughout this movie, th- well, not throughout, but by the end of this movie, um, Dante, Jason Momoa's character, yeah. is like... You know, there are two ways to become a saint, Dom. You either perform a miracle, or you or you die a martyr. Yeah, and that's like right when the movie ends.
0: Oh yeah, so, so they really
1: they're really looking at yeah. him as a religious figure.
0: It is kind of awesome, but it's not. It's so, it's so dumb. dumb. But he he literally has to save the Pope and the Vatican from getting yep. blown up, and uh, so that part is like he he is literally like a symbol of faith he's like an angel in a dark world <laughs> and he's saving everyone
1: Oy vey.
0: but one of the things I love about this movie because it just feels su- such such a, I, I like in this movie he's talking to his son when he's teaching him how to drift at the beginning uh-huh. and he's basically like "His problem with kids today they, they don't listen nobody listens anymore and I know that's more of a Sylvester but it's the best I can do uh And it's just one of those funny things when he said, Nobody listens anymore. I just thought, like, this is like why he wanted to make this movie. Like, the theme that he wanted to hit is that you need to listen, which the movie does not play on that theme at all. Not even a little bit. True. But late at the end of the movie, he like says it again. And then that, like, his son is able to like jump into the car. And you're like, Those things are not connected. Mm. Like, but it's just hilarious that it's like, This is clearly like a dad. Which I'm sure he is by now, working on the screenplay, being like, Man, I really want my kids to learn a lesson from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not really. They have in to the watch movie. this movie
1: when they're grounded. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're like, Dad, we just we don't want to watch anything with cars. <laughs> Th- this movie posits a world where Dominic has this kid, and all they do is they drift. He teaches them how to drift, they build a car together. He is interested in RC cars. All of his toys are cars. Everything in his life is cars. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's another reason that I like this movie because all this stuff is what usually bogs the movie down. But at this point, it feels like Uh self-parody. Like the the wheel has... This movie
1: is self-aware.
0: It is. Because there's a character... For the
1: first time, it feels self-aware.
0: Yeah. There's a character named Jack Reacher um and he, he well let's wait till we get there. Okay, we okay, okay. We got to get into the movie. All right, all right. Go I ahead. I do like how ahead.
1: they do the locations in this movie. The giant stamp of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. Cuz it sometimes is. we it's just there's so many locations in the series, yeah. movie to movie. This movie is no exception. Um I liked it. Yeah. Um so yeah, he teaches he's teaching his son how to drift um and then they go back home and they're having a family barbecue. Everyone's there including Rita Moreno, his yeah. mom, and reintroduced to everyone. Um, everyone's drinking Corona, of course. Yep. The food did look good.
0: It did. I did want it. He did not mention how she makes, like, a very specific dish, and all I could see were was fried chicken and... Um, corn. There's corn always corn. And, and hamburgers, and I was like, huh. I don't think she made that dish that he was talking about. I don't know.
1: Is, um, and this I couldn't remember. Is Jordana
0: Dom's sister... Or
1: not Jordana. What's her name? That's the actress's name.
0: Yeah. That's, that, that is his that's sister. That's John's sister. Yeah.
1: So John Cena's her sister.
0: Her brother. D- her brother. Yeah. I guess.
1: I, I like actually had to remind myself that Paul Walker wasn't her brother. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a mess. Um, which would make Rita Moreno her mom.
0: Yes. And John Cena's mom, I guess. Well, I
1: don't know. They might not be full blood. Bl- yeah.
0: And I know I, I know that some of you are running to your phone right now to tell us. I don't care. Oh, I don't, don't, don't tell tell me. me. Don't, don't tell, tell me. Don't tell me. Um, I'll look it up before Fast 11. No, I won't. I'll forget then, yeah. too.
1: But, yeah, um, everyone's here, and then they're playing with an RC car, and Mike and I looked at each other and raised our eyebrows really high. <laughs> You'll understand why we were really excited about that far, far down the road.
0: Yes. Um but if I remember correctly, there is a future episode that we have where we talk about an RC car chase. Um and in the episode I said if Fast and Furious did this in a movie, I would automatically like that movie. And look where we are people. And look where we effing are. <laughs> it worked. All you needed was RC cars. And it
1: wasn't in the movie very much.
0: No, they should have done that. going to be more. They should have done more. They should have
1: done more, especially because of that movie that I won't mention because I don't yeah. want to
0: spoil previous yeah. series. But hey, the tools are there. Maybe they need to do it again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Oh man. So
1: they're they're talking about they're they're setting up uh, the second act sure. more or less. Or
0: the yeah, movie, I guess. But I
1: guess. well, it's just this. It's all a MacGuffin. But um, they're all going to go do a job in Rome. Roman is leading it. It sounds like the people that are going are Ludacris, Roman, the British girl.
0: <laughs> yeah. she so, She's still awful for me. Oh, I
1: can't stand that character yeah. either. Um, she was less bad in this movie, though, I will yeah. say. Um, so it's, those three are going. Is anyone else going? I don't think so. I think it's... Oh, and Han. Han is with them, too. Yes. Um,
0: So Rome's, like, be, becoming a leader. He's running the crew this time.
1: So... I don't like. I can't remember if they were going to Rome to do something good to do something bad. So th- I think they're good guys now, right? So yeah, like the, the agency, agency gives them jobs to the do. Agency,
0: the agency, well, they thought it was the agency. That's right. Told them to steal this computer chip. Now Dante set it all up, and the agency had no idea. Scott Eastwood shows up, and he's like, "Remember my dad? Who
1: looks so much like his dad? Yeah, it's crazy. It actually, it- oh, s- Mr. Nobody's his dad." No, no, So no. Brie Larson's his sister? No, no. Oh, gosh.
0: No, I said remember my dad because of Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Because he's, he actually. He is
1: looking so much like
0: his dad. He looks so much like his dad, and he's so, he's so, like, uncharismatic. He's uh-huh. like the uncharismatic Clint Eastwood that he's hard for me to watch.
1: He has inherited the um, countless lines on his forehead. Yeah. That his dad. Like his dad, like Clint Eastwood's always had just, he always looks weather-worn. Yeah. Whether or not he is or was.
0: I see what you did there. Um, you said whether or not. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. And it's like, oh my gosh, his son inherited that. That's yeah.
0: crazy. But but like uh, Wyatt Russell, yeah, son of Kurt Russell, he looks so much like Kurt Russell, but he's so good. He's like forging his own path, and you can watch him. Yeah. Scott Eastwood looks so much like his dad, and he's not very good. But well, we it, don't watch him in
1: anything else. Like I think he's in stuff we don't we wouldn't he's like. He's just
0: not. He reminds you too much of Clint Eastwood that it's like I just would rather watch a Clint Eastwood movie. That's how I feel about him.
1: Yeah, I didn't really. I don't really have an opinion. He's in terms like of this movie.
0: He's like, I don't really have too much of a nepo baby problem, but he's one where I'm like, you could definitely axe his career and get in someone more talented.
1: Wasn't he like with Taylor Swift at some point? Probably. Probably. Who cares? Um, so, so they're going to Rome.
0: Yeah. And, and John Cena and- shows up. He does
1: at the end of this barbecue scene. He does. Um, and they're all saying brother and everything. And I couldn't, I, yeah. I thought it was just an endearing. Yeah. And then it took me like, I had to ask Micah like so far into the movie, like, so they are brothers.
0: And by then I remembered. Yeah. Um,
1: which makes the kid, that's his uncle, the kid's uncle. Yeah. Cause he does call him an uncle. But again, I thought that was just
0: endearing. Right. Oh yeah. Cause yeah.
1: we're all family.
0: Um, I think a smart thing they did in this movie was they let John Cena do what he's good at, which is humor and charisma and charm, instead of the other movies where he's supposed to be like really stone cold and a boring villain, just like they keep on doing in these movies. Mm -hmm. He was funny and fun and more. I really
1: liked him in the kids' storyline. It was really good. I did, too. Um, Okay, but so that night, um, there's some, like, Michelle... Rodriguez gives him the cross and I think talks him about having faith at that time. Cause and he's all like of so this, worried about life.
0: Like the way it's shot and stuff. I'm like, we're in for a bad movie yeah. is what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Um, and then someone shows up on their front doorstep getting out of a DeLorean. Um,
0: yeah. and <laughs> I, I immediately thought of back to the future. I thought you were making a joke.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. for real. Yes. Uh, Charlie's Theron gets out of a DeLorean. She is all banged up. Yeah, and um, convinces them to let her in because she's got a story to tell, and they're in danger. Yeah, Um,
0: enemy of my enemy situation.
1: Yeah, to which she can she goes on to recount what just happened to her. Yeah, that involves
0: Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, and so then she's explaining the story. Jason comes in, and this is when I was like, I was kind of like, crap. They did something really clever in this scene, and it made me think like, "Oh no, am I gonna like this?"
1: It um, I could have. I think they could remove this scene. I I think in terms of uh, because this was the nah, moment. This, this was the was point. Cool. Well, I no in terms of his character, anything he's like, I'm fine with him. Yeah. But like in terms of um, th- this was the moment in the movie. We're pretty early on where I'm like, the movie hasn't even started yet. Sure. We've gone through so much stuff, and now we have to go through like a what felt like a ten minute flashback. Yeah. So that that's my only issue. It just really like I think put a bump in the road too early in the movie.
0: You could maybe just I think just make it shorter or or uh, don't don't have it be a flashback. Just show that scene and then show yeah. the barbecue and then show her showing up. Yeah, I think. Just put it in a different spot.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Just edit it differently.
0: But what I thought was clever that I have not seen in an action movie before, and I thought, crap, if anything, they get points for this. He shows up, and all the guys are, like, going to kill him. Uh, And she's like, you're against my crew. I have, like, 20 guys in here. What are you going to do about it? And he, very fun and charismatic and strange, is like, that's fine, but they're definitely not going to kill me because you points to someone and he's like, your wife, Carla, I think she's doing okay, but she might not. Yeah. And then he starts pointing to everyone and being like, Oh, your son, Winston, he could really be in trouble if you shoot me. And, and then I was like,
1: phone lights up and they're yeah. all getting a live fit footage of their, all of their families have been kidnapped. Yeah. And then I thought this was a wonderful touch. Yeah. He takes out these knives and kills this guy right behind him. And Uh he's like, he's just the only one who didn't have anyone for me to kidnap. That's smart. Oh man, that was
0: good. That was good. And I was like, you know what? That is, if anything, I thought that is something I will have to just say they did really well Uh because that was really a clever way to show us a new twist on a scene. We've seen a million times. And so now she's screwed. She has to fight her way against her own guys who he's like, kill her. Yeah. She does. He takes, she takes two away. of
1: her um computer dudes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she fights her way out. The elevator scene was cool. Yeah. It was cool action <laughs> I was, scene. I mean, it was it was all a cool action scene. Um but Which that, that Sean especially good.
0: Pointed out. Uh he was like, you know, because this is in the same realm, he's like, that that maybe there's a little homage to speed there because there's that huge yeah. elevator sequence in speed. And I'm like, Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. Um It was good. It so that's good.
1: that's she came to warn them of it yeah and i thought she was going to die right after she told her story uh uh-huh. and i was looking forward to it because we could just finally get rid of the like get rid of somebody yeah in this series if she doesn't die it's fine uh because she they give her stuff to do yeah um but they know that they are in danger now and what happens after that do we go to rome go to rome is yeah. that do they find out in the scene that rome has been sabotaged
0: so Diesel and uh, Rodriguez are there, and they're like, oh, well, Rome is compromised. We got to warn them. Yes. But their their signals are jammed. They can't get a hold of the crew.
1: Yeah, so they have to go to Rome. Yeah. And the son is left with Jordana. I can't remember. Yeah. Mia.
0: Mia. So Mia and Little B are at home. Now, I, I do want to point out that I for, I the whole movie, they kept calling him B and Little B, and I was like, I don't know... What this character's name is is his name B, and he's named Brian, which I didn't realize.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't remember either.
0: Yeah, Um, there's too many characters to remember things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we forgot Mia, for example. Yeah. One of the characters that's been in the all movies, I think. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah. So, she's at the house, and while this is happening. No, th- no. So the Rome thing happens first yes. because the agency responding to that. So, so let's as, talk about Rome.
1: As we said, Dante set up the Rome situation. Yeah. Um. So they were supposed to get control of this big truck, and control it. They do. The, the it's all going according to plan. But they discover what is in the back of the truck is not a bunch of DVD players, but the neutron a neutron bomb. bomb. I actually don't remember what was supposed to be in the truck,
0: but. It was it was like a computer chip or something like that.
1: Big truck for a little chip. Yeah, um, but it was a giant ball. Yeah, and
0: and so it's
1: oh, and then he starts controlling the car. So they they're like stuck in the truck.
0: Yeah, which again, remote control car. A lot of remote control oh, big cars in this. Yeah, so that's true. I'm a, I'm pro that.
1: So. Um, Letty is on a motorcycle. Some fun motorcycle stuff.
0: When she jumps over the yeah. the thing that falls, that was cool. That was cool, and that was practical. You could tell that was yeah, like a legit stunt. Yeah, some person did that.
1: Um, she's chasing Momoa. Yeah, Momoa the Memoa through the city through the streets of Rome,
0: the city proper, as we like to call the it. City
1: proper. We've um, been
0: to Rome. We know a little bit about it. Didn't recognize <laughs> those a single Spanish thing. Ste-
1: you didn't recognize the Spanish steps?
0: No, we were there. Where the ball went down? Oh yeah, you're right. Um, I recognize him.
1: I, I recognize a lot. Um,
0: but I, it wasn't like because the the John Wick four was like that was. Well, we had just been to six France six months after we had been to France. Yeah, and this is it's been five and a half years since yeah. we were in Italy. So.
1: But they still put a lot of
0: landmarks in this. Oh yeah, I mean they're shooting there, which is cool.
1: There was this one shot where um, it was like a drone shot. And, yeah. And it almost, it's like it started going into the Rome for, Roman Forum and then it cut. Uh huh. And I, I was like genuinely curious how much of that was a zoom because uh. I doubt they would allow anything to come over that. Yeah. But I was curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Vin is chasing the people in the truck to try, it. oh, because of the bomb. The bomb gets out of the truck. It starts rolling through the streets. He's trying to stop the bomb. Yeah. All of it's pretty good. Pretty good action. This is when
0: I was like, the movie's winning me over.
1: This is also when I realize not that I needed to, but it's like, wow, I've never seen one of these movies in theaters. This is effing
0: loud. This movie, yes, and it it is. I do have to admit, our audience many have said this that like part of the fun of these movies is seeing them in theaters, and and it is true. This yeah, is way better that. than watching it at home. Um, it goes room room. It wasn't even like a sold out theater or anything. So no, it, it was a
1: pretty great showing.
0: Oh, it was a great showing, but, but like, it wasn't the audience. It was just the big screen and the loud noises were helpful. Yeah. And so this ball's going through and Vin has to do like impossible stunt work in order to do it. Uh, Stunts as in like his character is doing the most impossible Uh things ever. And this is when I'm like, okay, they're actually like doing it. Mm -hmm. Like this is bombastic. It it's crazy, but they're not, they're not holding back is how I, I felt. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. Jason Momoa is over here talking about ballet and being like, ooh, let me do this. baba de be. Oh, ah, check this out. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is kind of cool, too. He's having so much fun.
1: And the ball is going towards the Vatican. Yeah. Um,
0: and this is where the allegory comes into play.
1: Yeah, so he is literally saving the Vatican slash the Pope slash yeah. Catholicism. Yeah. He saved a country today. That day.
0: It is funny that Jason Momoa is like, You just saved the Vatican. Who does that? Yeah. Like like he's like, Why would you save this place? Yeah. It's because he has he's a man of no faith.
1: Oh yeah. He's, he's he's such a textbook nihilist.
0: Yeah. So he just wants
1: to watch the world burn. Or how Michael Caine says,
0: Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> uh we saw a child playing with a ruby. It was a ruby that was stolen. Remember that whole thing? That's exactly that's what he says. Yeah, that yeah, lot, yeah, so. yeah. But I didn't know... I've it. seen that movie, too. Yeah, okay. We've covered it. Uh, so all of this stuff is pretty great. He's able to stop it by, like, jumping off of uh, a bridge and, like, hitting a crane to prevent the ball <laughs> oh, yeah, from that hitting. Was
1: nuts.
0: And it makes the ball go into the water and explode. And then he... He pretty much out races it, even though it's ripping other cars apart. Uh-huh. He's able to drive faster than the explosion uh, even though the other cars are getting ripped apart.
1: This is something that I thought of while watching this movie, yeah, I, I think he's in like a dodge charger or something, but like a souped up one yeah um it's it, like it's an American car, yeah, from my experience, being in other countries, uh-huh. which has only been European countries. There are no, like all car brands are different. Yeah. And all the other countries I've been to, I am sure that they're, they a Toyota equivalent, all sure. of these things, but it's all owned by the same company, but they have different names, which I don't really understand. It's pretty fascinating. I should look it up sometime. So how does he get a Dodge Charger over there?
0: I mean, uh, agency. Okay. That, that's, that's like your catch all for anything in this movie but is no, like I'm, the yeah, agency. Just, did it, it
1: was just a curious thought. Because I'm curious, George.
0: Yeah, because that's his. I mean, we've we've actually seen in the franchise many times that they transport those cars around in cargo planes. True. So True. They just flew them over there with it. Yeah. So, not such an interesting question now, is it, Jordan? I guess it's not. I'm totally joking. I don't mean you. that
1: in a. That's not a criticism. I just, I just
0: was like. I, I know. Curious. I was that. kidding. I was just joking. Okay. I was joshing. Um, so they get through the scene so
1: because of this happening they're now all on like number one Ex-communicado. on FBI <laughs> they're all number one on the FBI's most wanted list yeah um letty is um, arrested yeah and she is taken to a sci-fi prison
0: yeah now if 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 there's a complaint as far as like the story i think it's very dumb that they're immediately like oh yeah they're bad now like it's just like you have too much information and you have too much to, to assume these guys are bad guys at this point.
1: But Micah, they come from a bad past. <laughs> who's who's to say that you can trust them 100% and that they wouldn't go back to their bad ways at any point? They probably even said that in the movie. I think they said that when that guy was talking. Exactly. I, I don't
0: mind it. It's just a little like like people complaining about this movie saying it's very silly. It's like that's a point I'll give you. That's definitely like a silly thing to happen in this movie where they've, like, saved the world from, like, nuclear warheads and stuff, you know? I don't mind it. I don't mind it in this movie. I'm not saying I mind it. Just pointing it out. I know. I know this is your favorite movie of the last decade, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've said as such.
0: Yeah. So, okay, go ahead.
1: So, Letty is um, arrested, um, ludicrous, Roman, and, is her name Ramsey? Maybe. Um. They they like are go. there are oh, with Han with, with yeah. go. I'm forgetting he's in the movie. That's how little yeah. he wants to be in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, they go in hiding in their separate ways, trying to figure out a way. They have a rendez- rendezvous point. Where does yeah. Dom go?
0: Dom goes to. The, isn't this when he goes to like the street race area? Because they they discover that Dante's in Rio de Janeiro.
1: So that he knows he needs to go there. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, I mean, maybe take them one at a time here.
1: Let's just start with Michelle, because she's easy. Well, no, no, no. Let's cut to... No, no, no. Let's cut back to L.A. Okay. Where Don- the agency yes. storms the house. The agency
0: it- storms the house because they're wanted. Yeah. And then John Cena breaks in. Kind of a good action scene again. He punches a guy through the f- floor into the next story. Yeah. It's like, that's that's what I want out of these movies. Again. Yeah. Uh... And so he's like, I'm going to take little B, um, who I've just learned is Brian and we're, we're going to go meet up with your dad. Yeah. And so they take him off. He's going to go on a road adventure. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, you know, like this isn't the most essential part of the movie, but it helped because like the, the actor being little B certainly no stranger things actor. Um, yeah. I thought he was cute though. He was fine. Yeah. Um, It's just funny because on this podcast, a lot of times you've been like, we live in this great age where like the children actors are so good. And I was like, well, we got it. We got an old school child actor here. (laughs) Um, But like all the fun stuff with John Cena, I'm like, yeah, this is good stuff. And it, it, it hits the family notes harder that I don't think they've actually been hitting that hard in other movies. Um, And since, so something, and, and I'll, I'll see how much I talk about it now. But there, there is a big problem with this franchise, which we talked about with Furious Seven. Even though that's the best one, that like Statham, Vin Diesel, and The Rock all have like contracts about like when, how many times they can get hit, and they can't like. They, Statham
1: even has one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's oh. all three of those guys in the same movie. Geez, I don't having, remember that. Yeah, so they're like counting punches and stuff like that, and and they they. I, I think that there's something about, like, you know, like, The Rock can't be seen, like, losing a fight in a movie. I thought
1: that was Vin, too.
0: And I think it's Vin, as well. Because um, that was
1: the whole thing with, was it, I don't, whatever movie it was, I don't think it, by the fifth movie they were both. Well, the fifth movie felt weird, though, right? Because they were fighting in the fifth movie, and, like, neither of, the, like, it was a draw. It was, like, a clear draw.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I think we, that was more in seven, actually.
1: Oh, okay, probably seven then. Or maybe
0: even, actually, it might have been eight when it really looked like it was like too much. Were they
1: fighting each other in eight?
0: Yeah, I think they did do some fighting. Maybe
1: that's the fight I'm thinking of, where it does it's like a clear draw.
0: Yeah. Um. And so they have these things, and and I think one of the actual issues with these movies is that the main character of this movie is invulnerable. Yeah. And yet he is not a superhero. He's not Superman.
1: He's merely a man.
0: He is a man, but with Diesel he... running
1: through his veins.
0: Yes, but he cannot take damage. He, he does not suffer a scratch in this movie. Literally no scratch. And I don't know when the last time he did have a scratch in this franchise. And I think that's a huge problem. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not like, like great, great counter example, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Fallout. In the movie, he is like reckoning with like, I don't know how much longer I can do it. It's like what Ethan Hunt is doing. Yeah. And so he's out of breath sometimes. He's still being cool. He's still awesome. We still love him. But he's breaking his ankle jumping across the building. Stuff like that. Yeah. Which actually makes the movie way better of course um and i will say okay i think this movie kind of fixes it a little bit because they hit the sun stuff so hard in this movie and they spend so much time with the sun that it does make it's like vin does have a vulnerability and it's his son yes and it is his family which they've been talking about for a while and this is why at the very end of the movie and now i'm skipping way ahead but just to finish my point here at the very end of the movie, we're on this freeway chasing I'm like the movie seems like it's wrapping up, yeah, and I'm like, the only way for this for them to make a two part movie and for this to make sense, they have to kill a character in this movie, and John Cena's driving around, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna be John Cena because if they don't kill him when we start the next movie, they're gonna be like, "Hey, so um." Yeah, we're still chasing Dante, the guy who who's getting revenge from his dad from Fast Five. And there's kind of not really any personal stakes. It's in like the Tom movie. and Jerry
1: at that point. Yeah. But uh, less fun.
0: Yeah. And and even even though in this movie it's like, well, he's doing stuff that's very personal. He kidnapped his son and stuff, but it's like he he needs that moment in the next movie where he's like, You killed my brother and gets him. And almost killed my
1: son. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, well and maybe killed me and my son. And then we time traveled and we're back. Well, that too. Um, The thing
1: with this series though, is there's a, I mean, it is, I would say the chances are higher than 50% that John Cena didn't even die.
0: Yeah. And I, I think funny enough, this is, and I'll, I
1: would say it's like 80%, right? The only person they can't bring back is Paul Walker because he actually died. Yeah. Because in this movie at the end, gal's back.
0: Right. And
1: Han came back in the last movie, and it was yeah, very it... clear that he died, and it was very clear that she died. Yeah, and they and it was part of the reasons why it was clear is because there were emotional stakes. Yeah, but they're back.
0: Yeah, I just i I do think, and I'll say this on record: you can stenographer pull out your stenographer your stenograph. Uh, I I do think. For the next movie to work, I think it kind of hinges on John Cena being dead.
1: I agree with you. I'm just saying, emotionally based on the history of this franchise. It probably won't be. There's a. It's even like, yeah, this is a two part finale. Who knows if that's even true? Right. I, you know, Vince throwing out the number three now. Yeah. Who knows if that's even true? It could be ten more movies.
0: <sighs> right. I. I do think though. Um, that yeah, it, it reminds me of like Black Widow in Infinity War. Where it's like if in Endgame she came back and she was fine, it it really would like lessen the impact of both of those movies yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And kind of like they wouldn't work in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I, I do think that John Cena would be the heart of the next movie. And if they do resurrect him, it it'll be a really big mistake. Absolutely. Um, but that's kind of like beside the point. I it's, don't think
1: he's coming back either. I'm yeah. just saying if but, he does Let's not be too surprised about
0: it. Yeah. If they do time travel though, maybe he will be back. Yeah. Yeah. It would it would be so awesome if they if they just went full time travel in the next movie and it was like like they kind of loosely adapted back to the future too. And it's like they go to a future that's all dystopian and like messed up and they, <laughs> they have to like keep jumping back in time and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know if the audience could take that, even the fast audience. Yeah. People still are kind of like they they still didn't like that they went to space, which I think that wasn't the problem with F9 was not Mm-mm. them going to space. Mm-mm. It was everything else in that stupid movie. Mm-hmm. Um that
1: was it was going to happen sooner or
0: later. I know. I know. They do need like an action sequence in space though. Yeah. They still need that. Um okay, so what ha- where are we at in this movie? So um oh. jo-
1: little bees with John Sorry. Cena. Yep. And then the other crew Han and etc. cetera. They need to get to a rendezvous point, but they f- I, I I know I'm skipping around and stuff, yeah, but yeah. like they have no money anymore because no. Dante hacked into all of their accounts and stole all of their money to hire mercenaries for himself. Yeah. Um, I like that he like used the money.
0: <laughs> right, right, um, yeah, yeah.
1: The the one scene when it cut to him talking to those two computer nerds and they're dead was like that was that was gnarly. Man. I liked that scene. Yeah. It was funny, but it was oh man, it was gnarly.
0: It was a little, um, it was freaky. It, it showed that he is truly like a psychopath. Yeah, it, he's not just another like racer, no like car racer. It's like oh, he's he. This is a bad bad dude. Yeah, and I I liked that scene a lot. I thought it was a lot of interesting character development for him.
1: I thought so too. Um, so. But Roman always keeps money literally strapped to him. Yeah. Like, probably millions of dollars. Uh-huh. Um, so, they're going to be fine. So, they go to some, like, computer cafe.
0: Yeah.
1: No, no, they get to London somehow. Oh, through, like, a shipping container. Yeah. Filled with aftershave.
0: Now, so I, I saw someone else say this, and thinking back on the movie, I definitely agree. That this movie, the jokes in this movie are, do not, they're not super good jokes. They never really are. Yeah. But they're also, like, not given enough room to breathe.
1: Oh, they're too fast?
0: They're they're just kind of like... The timing's off. The timing is off. And it's just kind of like, okay. So another silly point, knock against the movie. I'll provide that.
1: There are so many freaking cuts in this movie. It is You get whip. I was getting
0: whiplash in this movie. Um, I mean, you're having scheduling conflicts. You got COVID. And it shows in this movie. Yes, it does. I do think, though, like almost on every level, this movie is... Better than all, almost all the rest of them, though. I am I am kind of dumbfounded that all the, the
1: rest of them, all the rest of the Fast and Furious, except
0: movies? five and seven, okay. I, that goes without saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh. But it, I'm just dumbfounded that that the general audience is not fully embracing and being like, "Holy cow! Like, I love Fast and Furious. This rocks." I don't it's know. Crazy. I don't know, man. It's 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 truly just baffling to me. I I do not understand this franchise. Yeah once again we're not following the popular opinion i don't know although i'll be real surprised if if the people who like it that listen to our podcast don't like this movie yeah so anyway go ahead
1: they so go to a computer cafe in london we yeah. get a cameo from pete davidson you were underwhelmed by it I, but i also I, think you're not a pete davidson i fan. think
0: i'm comfortable saying i don't like pete davidson
1: yeah i thought he was fine it was funny
0: I mean, a, a use of a cameo? Not a great use of a cameo, for sure. Why would but, you say that? Um, I guess I just don't... Because it's a jokey thing, right? That he's in it. Yeah. I guess I just don't get, like, the joke of it.
1: I guess, for me, I was waiting to see what the cameo would be. Because it just it's such a stacked cast, why wouldn't they have one? Yeah. So, we get to it finally. And it is Pete Davidson and... I don't know. I, I thought it was a cameo, but it still moved the for- story forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just don't know why.
1: He- I don't think he's the funniest person in the world either. Yeah. But I didn't have a problem with him.
0: I, I get Yeah. I, I thought it was funny when they. Maybe maybe I truly just don't like him. And that's I, the I problem.
1: I don't love the ludicrous and Roman banter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it gets to a point for me where it's like, we're now halfway through the move and you guys are still fighting. Just mm-hmm. kiss already. Mm-hmm. It it's a little annoying. Um, so I think he pr- provided some nice relief in that scene sure. for me. Sure. And when they were fighting, I thought that it was f fu- the that one line was funny when they hit the copier and he's like, You guys hit the copier so hard, it's working again.
0: Oh, I didn't catch it. I thought that was funny. And it was funny when he said you guys are causing dozens of dollars in damage. That
1: was very funny was too. Funny. Um I thought that we were gonna get a funnier tripping scene. Unfortunately, that was, okay. that was a
0: waste. This is actually my biggest complaint with the movie. <laughs> okay. And and uh, l- can I take the floor from you here? Yeah. Can I put out the soapbox and step on it? One of my favorite things in movies is when someone takes drugs and they have a tripping scene. It's a miracle and wild that I have, one, not taken drugs, but two, uh, that, that uh, I have not seen uh, the Las Vegas movie uh, with Johnny Depp and – what's his
1: oh, name um fear and loathing in las vegas yeah with benicio
0: because that's like the ultimate one i'll watch it soon i guess it
1: was kind of unwatchable <laughs> who made
0: that movie again uh i don't remember look it up but this movie he's han is like hey what's in these muffins and he goes those are fun muffins he takes a bite and it looks at the muffins Oh, it's a
1: terry gilliam movie
0: ah Go uh, ahead. and and the world starts like swirling a little bit and he goes wh- kind of like, whoa.
1: No, but he doesn't because he's still sleeping through this movie. He basically just froze his brow and is like, huh.
0: And then he puts the rest of the muffin that he grabbed back, like the piece. And it's it's as if he willed the drugs to not work anymore. And that was just a huge I agree. I agree. It was
1: a big bummer.
0: It's like it's like I know he's don't the only one include who, that who, scene. Who
1: ate from it, I know that. So yeah. it's like he would be the only person to experience it, but uh, they missed a huge opportunity.
0: And and I think oddly enough, in in a, one of the weirdest and silliest franchises to ever exist, it probably would have been too silly for this
1: movie.
0: <laughs> but but they should have just not had anything about the muffins and just yeah, cut yeah that. yeah.
1: But I think because it's Pete Davidson's there, you have to have tripping muffins like, like I guess, acid yeah. muffins or something. That's the only thing I could think of.
0: But yeah, that was a big bummer.
1: Cause that is the thing about, uh, Pete Davidson. I think where he can, he, he doesn't, I don't think he acts. I think he's no, just Pete no. Davidson and everything. Yeah. Um, King The King of Staten Island's a good movie. I like that movie.
0: He's very good in that movie. Um, I that is a movie about
1: his life. yeah. And then there's that show coming out. And from what I've seen, it's just the King of Staten Island turned into a show. so right. he he's good at what he's doing when he just gets to, like live
0: his yeah. life. yeah,
1: um, and I that extends even to this cameo where he's just he's just Pete Davidson, right. um. um But I don't, we're probably spending already too much time on it. (laughs) But that scene happens. Uh They get a computer. And then, meanwhile, we did skip over this. So we get Brie Larson's character. She's meeting with Jack Reacher. Yes. In the (laughs) silliest room ever. Yeah, you you turned (laughs) to me. And
0: this is when I was like, I assumed that you were hating the movie when you said this to me. And so I I was surprised. I I
1: think at this point, I was still wanting to hate it. But I did yeah. like the Rome scene.
0: I I mean I was still on the fence too, but yeah. I was kind of like I think I'm digging this. And then you you said, well, but this then when
1: thing. he went on his monologue, that was fine. Yeah, I, yeah. That was all very yeah. cool because I turned to you and I was like, we're the problem.
0: Yeah. Um. But which we need to discuss and explain to the right. audience.
1: But like the I I'm torn between if I like this or not this uh-huh. uh style that they're going for, where this scene that they're in, it's like they're in Magneto's what room is that called? Cerebral? It's like it's like they're in a s- spherical X's. oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. A, a spherical mind palace mm-hmm. with floating TV screens around them. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is so COVID more than anything sure, is why that set screen, looks like yeah. that. Um but then also Michelle Rodriguez, the the prison that she's in is mind bogglingly uh science fiction. <laughs> know, to the point where it's like I, I don't know how much like the the fr- the only way you can push this further in sci-fi is she is imprisoned by aliens, right? That was bananas now, to me, and I can't tell if I hated it or not.
0: I I think what's weird. I mean, it's it's so so dumb, but it, it's I uh, I guess I guess they are continuing to build the world because in Hobbs and Shaw that movie was kind of a science fiction movie. Was it? Remember he he has like a computer in him, Idris Elba, and he's able to use that to be like a superhuman. Now, if that movie is a science fiction movie, it may be the worst science fiction movie ever made. That
1: technically would be science fiction, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, that movie is, I just, thinking about it right now, my blood is starting to boil. Mm -hmm. I hate that movie so much. I just always have to remind people how much I hate it. Um, Yeah, so, uh, so they are kind of like, Like this is less science fiction than that movie, but that movie didn't feel like it was connected to fast and furious, except for the main characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, it it was just kind of, someone had a spec script or something yeah, and they just threw the label on it is how it felt. Yeah. Um, so having said all of that, yes. Uh, they're in this like sci-fi room. There's like board members that vote on stuff in shadows.
1: I had no idea what was going on with that at all. But but what's happening is Brie Larson is Mr. Nobody's daughter. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then Jack Reacher is like the antagonist of the agency. Yeah. He's like a, he he's like hired to hunt down these people. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to explain the entire franchise.
0: He does. He 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 basically says like like oh you know maybe they turned they've done it before and he's like he's like what are you expecting a family barbecue at the end of this whole thing? And and he's just saying every he is literally saying every complaint you and I have ever had about the movies. Yeah. And he's just like
1: And so I said, We're him, we're the villains. We're the
0: villains of this franchise. <laughs> um and what's funny is I actually really liked him in the movie. And I liked the character and I dug it. I know you disagree with me on that.
1: Yeah, I don't care. I didn't care. I I couldn't get over how big he was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was like the perfect amount of straight laced for me that, that okay. the other movies have not nailed. Okay. Because he just had a, he had a vibe. I enjoyed his presence. And, and I think it helped that he was like, I think it did help that his whole thing was like, yeah, I don't like these movies. I really don't like these movies and I'm tired of these people. And yeah. and I and I think that meta com- motives
1: you know, were great. Yeah. I'm a
0: sucker for meta commentary yeah. on franchises and movies. So of course I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And and the I mean, there's something else in this movie too, which is l- kind of like in Top Gun Maverick, where like there are there is literally a guy who is using remote controls to do everything that, like, humans should be doing, which is driving cars and doing all of this stuff. So there's also, like, this anti-technology stance the movie's sort of taking, if you give it way too much credit. But but it's like, yeah, I kind of like that, where it's like movies are movies have become like studio products and there's just a guy with remote control creating these movies and Vin Diesel's like, I'm the only artist left. Uh-huh. I'm the only one who knows how to save the Vatican and drift. Yeah. And kids they just don't listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. N- m- m- um, Little Miss Nobody. I think they actually call her that in this movie at oh. one point. Uh, she has to track down Dom, finds him at a bar. Um, and she's gonna... To,
1: like, warn him of what's coming.
0: Yeah, help- she helps him find Dante, then they go to... And well, De then Zanero he, he gets,
1: he needs her to go free Letty. Yeah. Gives her the cross necklace and says, you gotta have faith. Yeah. Um...
0: George Michael comes onto the yes. screen.
1: Um...
0: Very poorly de-aged and, and, and... I don't know if the... Well, it wasn't
1: very respectful, to be honest.
0: The signed off on that.
1: Um, so, let's just do that part. But
0: that butt and those jeans can't quit.
1: <laughs> um, so, Brie Larson does go to this science fiction prison. I know, I know, I know. And Letty is literally, like, surrounded by cubes laying down <laughs> on a stone slab. It's probably made from some chemistry thing that's not even, like, native to our Earth. Yeah. Um, And...
0: Unobtainium. This right. is This is when the Avatar world yeah. collides.
1: Um, Brie Larson gives her the cross necklace and is like, you know, I'm here to help you. Um, yeah. And then she stabs her and leaves. But the whole point is she injures her, so she has to be in the- like, Medical bay. Medical bay, um, where she is being, where they are suturing her up, a la science fiction.
0: And it, then- it reminded me, I thought of Star Wars. I was like, this is like the Bantha tank, or not the, yeah, I think it's called the Ban. no, it's not called that, but the Bacta tank. That, like Luke is in after he gets attacked by the Wampa and Empire oh, Strikes okay. Back. I'm like, I think that robot's about to walk out and be like, hello, sir. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but she is here with
0: Charlie Charlize Theron. Theron. Um, you were really choking on, uh, on some spit there. <laughs> um, oh.
1: Some snot. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, and then this was so funny. So they're both strapped in on yeah. these beds. Yeah. can't Can't move an inch. Yeah. Yet, there's a design flaw uh, <laughs> on these um, beds that are meant for to constrain prisoners while they're being uh, taken care of. Because Charlize Theron doesn't even need to strain herself or anything, just goes beep, 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 beep on a tiny little <laughs> screen by her fingers.
0: P- let's poison gas in to knock the people out. Yep. Turns the fan on to clear it up for them, and then Let- is able to cut open their beds.
1: Yep. Pretty big design Pretty flaw. Pretty dumb. Especially Pretty if this dumb. is like... You know, this is the highest security prison that's off. the. <laughs> this know, is like the Guantanamo of Guantanamo. Yeah. Woof.
0: Yeah. And then they're like, okay, Charlize is like, you got to trust me. And yeah. she goes, okay. And they go to this spot and they're like, we got to climb up this thing. And then Michelle goes, how much time do we have left? And she says, we have four minutes. And she goes, that should be enough time. And just starts wailing on her. Yeah. And they have a fight. Bad use of your time when you need to escape, but I kind of like it character-wise. I
1: liked it character-wise.
0: That she's like, you know what?
1: And you're telling me the scene that had no director?
0: I know. I, I was actually like, this is a good action scene. I liked
1: it. It was crazy. I feel like- and it there was something, like, it's always a good action scene, too, when something happens and it's like, oh, I can feel that. That yeah. hurt.
0: It was fun. And th- this is when I was like, it reminded me like, oh, yeah, Charlize is like a very incredible action actor.
1: Yeah, and so is Michelle.
0: Oh, yes, yes, but I mean, like, I, I just have gotten so sick of her in these movies, yeah. and then I'm like, yeah, they haven't been using, like, this. Yeah. You've had this the whole time. I know. Like, she is such a, like, like, she's in Mad Max, you know what I mean? Like, you can use her physique and her, like, power. Oh, Micah. You know? Calm down. But they haven't um, been, and then they finally did, and I'm like, cool.
1: Yeah, Michelle, she beats her up.
0: And they got rid of the dumb haircut this time with Charlie. They did. We didn't they even did. They gave
1: that. her a normal haircut. Um,
0: I really think that that made her 40% better in the movie. I'm I would not agree even with kidding. That.
1: I would agree with that. 40%. So, Michelle bests her Maybe 60. and is going up the vent without her uh, yeah. because she doesn't think she needs her. I like that by the time she gets out, she realizes she's in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. she has to go all the way back. That was start- a good
0: use of the title drop, too, because it, yes. it pulled out. It what sees- did I say?
1: that They got good title drops. And it slammed Antarctica. drops. Yeah. Um, by the time she gets back, Shirley's is like, "You're gonna need some of these, like big snow coat, yeah, big boots, uh, boots, not boobs," um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where they end there.
0: Yeah, and then they see Gal Gadot at and the very the end of the, end of the movie. movie. Yeah, so now we've taken care of that part of it. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, let's just take care of uh uh, uh the little boy, John Cena, and John Cena. John so, Cena's not a little boy.
1: What? I thought the little boy was John Cena.
0: <laughs> they go on a road trip and they they for this movie they said, Hey John Cena, we know you played a completely different character, but we'd like you to just be fun in this movie. Great decision. You
1: love kids. That's your weak spot. You're a great uncle.
0: And and you're goofy and you wanna like dance to music. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You fixed that problem that yeah. you had in the last movie. Uh so they're, like, going along, and they have this kayak with them the whole time that they're going to take onto this plane. I didn't think about this, but when it happened, I think I did say out loud, yeah, that's cool. I thought it was just a decoy
1: because it was a <laughs> crappy car, and like, yeah. it's just a kayaking trip. And I
0: thought, that's kind of clever. No one I would that. I thought think so, too. That. And so they get on this plane, and then there's these guys who are going to jump them on the plane, but the flight attendant gives them a key to, like, the, the cargo hold. Yeah. They go underneath after they knock out the guys, and he pulls out the kayak, and it is a tiny plane. Uh-huh. So you're telling me that there are people who like Tokyo Drift, and they don't like a tiny plane? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a tiny plane. Uh-huh. And they're both in the movie, and and they'd establish a pretty good joke, maybe the best joke in the movie, where he's like, hey, are you nervous because of flying? And he says, no. Um, I'm nervous because of I think
1: because of his dad or something, and he's like, oh, "Okay, so it's not the heights. That's good."
0: Yeah, and then when they get down there, he's like, "I'm glad you weren't nervous about flying." Yeah, and I like that's funny. Yeah, and then they fly down and they get to like
1: I think they're in Portugal because they all like meet there. Yeah,
0: and and they get to the the base and they're waiting for Dom. Yeah, so then Dom has this sequence where he's on where he goes to somewhere.
1: Well, he goes to Rio de, de Janeiro.
0: Yes. Um, oh yeah, the drifting to, scene, to find, or the just racing a racing
1: scene. scene um, to find Dante. Yeah. Goes to the big party. The big. It, this felt like such like a. I felt like an homage to their own movies. The scene.
0: I, I was mad at myself when it was sh- like showing the montage and we're getting ready for a drag race. I was thinking like, oh, this is like the first movie, <laughs> and I was like, this is so dumb. They tricked they, you. I, I like. They've turned me into a fan by this movie. Yeah. I've been beaten into submission.
1: Yeah. And then I thought something that I thought, and this just makes me sound like an old person, but like my, my first thought was like, people are still doing this. Yeah. No one's grown out of this yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me being an old crotchety person.
0: Meanwhile, every time we go to sleep, we hear a car that's like revving. And And I've never been in a country as
1: colorful and beautiful as, or a city as Rio de Janeiro. So it's like, who cares, Jordan? (laughs) Shut up. Yeah,
0: It's kind of the whole series here. Yeah. Uh, and so he's going to do a race Vin Diesel. He's looking for Dante. Dante shows up. He's wearing
1: a fun Aladdin outfit.
0: He's wearing an Aladdin outfit.
1: He looks, he reminds me of
0: Jeannie. He does a lot. Um, and then the, like his, what seems like a girlfriend that he has almost, or he's treating her like a girlfriend.
1: He's had had a history with.
0: Yeah. Not a, not a girlfriend. That's the wrong description. And then, then like a, a friend of Vin Diesel. They're in this race. Yeah. And they go, and during the race, Jason's like, hey, you're going to have to make a choice. That's the problem with family. You can't always save everybody. So the whole movie's trying to teach Vin. He's trying to teach him, like, you cannot save everybody. You can't come down to Earth, embody a man, or, or become a man, and save humanity. Is is what this movie is trying to teach him, uh-huh. and he is saying, "No, I can." Uh-huh. And that's why they use the metaphor of a Christ and an Antichrist because this movie is trying hard uh-huh. to show that Vin Diesel is that. I'm not even comfortable putting the sentence together. <laughs> Isn't
1: that wild? Um,
0: <laughs> but that is what the movie is trying to say. Uh-huh.
1: During the race, Momoa puts bombs on both I can't the other cars. That. <laughs> One of the dudes explodes, the and then Vin saves the girl at the last moment. From her exploding car, yeah. But he loses the race,
0: yeah. And then he goes to like a hideout with the girl well, who he turns goes, out to be the sister of. Well,
1: he goes to the home of the woman who was yeah. the mother of his child. We have been to this apartment before, Micah. Okay. In the fifth movie,
0: and this is who he had the child with, not yes. Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, and so he discovers that this is her sister.
0: Uh huh. Um. <laughs> This is when I was like, I'm like... Another knock against the movie. I'm like, this. We're getting way too much into the lore. I can't remember. Who this crap. cares if
1: this is her sister? He doesn't need to be reminded of why he needs to fight for something. And then, yeah. we're with this character for so little of a time. It's like we don't have time to care about her development. No, but they give her time because this, this she's was she's leading was some bad. like you know immoral life. <laughs> and, but her sister was such a moral person. Yeah, and he gives her, you know, he he encourages her to be a good person. But then it's the classic like kind of a, a sexist trope in a way where it's like, okay, I have to go do this thing. She's like, I'm coming with you. And he said, no, you got to stay here and be a better person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And don't help me anymore. And you're not in the rest of the movie. <laughs> okay. So why was she in it at
0: all? Well, and, and the movie is this, the cast is so big. It's like, no, did not just, need it. Just cut her. Did y- you could have saved like $2 million right there. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. Um, and then he, you know, Dante tracks him down, and they get onto the bridge that Fast Five ended on. What?
1: Oh, huh? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and another good sequence. Yeah, the action was cool, and and uh, Brie Larson catches up, and she's wearing this badass blue suit yeah, with like cool. sneakers on, and. They got the Completely, best of Completely you could cut
1: her out of the movie, though, and nothing would change.
0: You could. You could. I, I would hope that there's something a little... I'm like, sure there's
1: more for her to do in the next movie. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, I, and Vin Diesel has been talking about how he, he wants to do a female-led spin-off movie. He's recently said that. And I'm now... He just likes talking, doesn't he? He does. He does. But I'm now realizing, like, oh, that'd be Gal Gadot, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, of course, uh... Although she's always on the sidelines, so maybe not her. Uh she
1: did fight in this movie though. She can do stuff. That's
0: true. They just um, don't ever
1: really let her do a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> Charlie Starin. And then the leader of the group would of course be Bree Larson. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like the the network connection or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um and then inevitably Brie Larson will be in two franchises she doesn't want to be in.
1: Yep. It's pretty clear. It feels like it's written all over her face anymore, in my opinion. I'm just
0: kidding. I don't I think she likes being in in Captain marvel i'm just teasing
1: well yeah
0: um
1: i just i I am i it's like almost like a new realization i've come to with her where it's like i don't think she's going in the right direction in her career
0: yeah personally that's my opinion i I think there's a weird career thing i do think there's also just like there's something weird where like everyone flipped the switch
1: well she had that interview that everyone got really mad at her about Where she like, she like downplayed how much work all the stunt people did for Captain Marvel.
0: Which is weird because I remember trying to find that interview and not being able to find it.
1: Okay. I can't, I don't think I've ever watched it, but still people got pissed at her because of the comment she had made like that.
0: Yeah. I, I just, if I remember right, that stunt comment is like really out of context and not really what she said. Anyway. Um, that's what I remember when I was looking it up. What clickbait. I think so. Um sometimes people just love to hate
1: i th- that's not any reasoning for what i how I feel about her
0: no the um, the career thing I think is legitimate where it's like this is a weird career move. It turns out I like the movie, so I'm not like, oh, this was suicide for you on this this move, but it i'm always I'm always thinking and and it, maybe this is like the more artistic minded part of me where it's like you shouldn't be in too many huge franchises unless you are just like a brute like you know, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Where, where it's like, it's like, don't you want to flex like your acting muscle though?
1: No, that's what it feels like because she's such a great actor. Yeah. And she's so funny too. Yeah. She's been in so so many funny things that it it almost feels like she's trying to, um, make us forget that part of her career. That's how it feels to me. That's why I'm like disagreeing with like all this stuff. The princess unicorn was a good, was interesting when that, not, it's not called princess unicorn (laughs) store. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what she directed that, but and, I did and, forget about that one. But yeah, I just in terms of these like big bombastic franchises and stuff, yeah. it's just just doesn't feel right to me.
0: And and I will say like, even though I wasn't too impressed with the Captain America, the the Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel trailer, she did look like she was being goofy and and
1: I don't really remember.
0: Yeah, there there's just like like there's a moment that feels very Brie Larson in the way that I enjoy her yeah. where, where she like crashes into something and she gets up and She's like, ah, it happened again. And it was just very like, Oh, that's, that's kind of more the energy I want out of. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you she's can come on the show so anytime you want
1: to really like to talk. to so to probably for me to be that annoyed by anything. Yeah. Um, but in this scene she gets shot. She does not die, but she does get shot. So she's down for the count. Yeah. Um, and is she in the rest of the movie? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um. Then, uh, oh, that girl does show back up. The sister and oh, takes yeah, Bree to the he, hospital. He
0: uses a car door to like block bullets and stuff yeah. like that. But <laughs> Vin and
1: Dante fight.
0: Yeah, and and Dante uh, Dante is bested, but then he had it all planned from the get go, and then they get away, take him away, and then Vin Diesel i mean what happens after this i don't
1: know does he just go to portugal
0: well i know i know han and that part of the crew they're like they're someone i need to go see yeah and so they go and meet jason statham yep uh i don't i'm unclear why they needed him
1: oh yeah Helen Mirren's in this movie too for like a second yeah i don't know why they need him either other than access to cars and computers and money
0: that's what it was. I think that's really that, it that is because what they're it was. In London. Um that that to me though like watching this movie there's so many characters and then knowing how big the budget is now I'm like just ha- save stay, stay them for the next movie.
1: <laughs> I know, <laughs> just, right? Cuz he gets one feel, kind of
0: one scene where they fight and Han looks like he's about to fall asleep the whole time. I know. And and then he's not even in like the last scene of the movie or no. anything. Well, none of them are. This is like their last scene, right? Well, they're on the plane. We do see them on oh, the plane. Oh, we do see them on the plane, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh Jason S- Momoa. <laughs> A lot of Jasons here. They he
1: Vin does get arrested by Jack Reacher in the scene with after yes, the yes. stuff. Um and but throughout all of this, or maybe it was right before this, I think actually is how it happened. Vin like saved that guy. Yeah. And by the end of this scene, that guy was like, okay, I'm on your side now. Yeah. I see I I'm see. I'm ready for the see.
0: barbecue. Yeah. I'm a Corona man. You've converted me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, my gosh. He's, a, he's it's Judas. It's a cult. This is all cult. He is. He is. Judas. He, he is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, man. He's even in charge of the money, just like <laughs> Judas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, you know, lots of stuff happens. Uh, and then John Cena gets attacked in his bunker, and everyone's converging on this big fight out in the desert/slash road. John Cena is in a vehicle that Vin Diesel's been working on, which is a tank.
1: I thought John Cena had been working
0: on it. Oh, I thought Vin was working on it. I think they might have both been working on as it as brothers. I think so. In love. Yes. Just like Philadelphia. And they. What? The city of brotherly love. Oh, uh, he's in like a tank car that has missile launchers on the side. Great.
1: That's fine. Let's do it.
0: I'm like, yeah, this is again. This is what I want a Fast and Furious movie to be. And there's a huge fight. Um, All the action's pretty cool. Yeah. At, at one point, Vin Diesel drives his car onto the freeway, smashes onto other cars. We all saw it in the trailers. Still kind of awesome. Uh-huh. Two helicopters shoot each uh, car door and try to pull them apart, but Vin Diesel's too strong. Well, he's got the NOS. He's got the NOS. He's able does he to use NOS there. He does. Okay. And he's able to bring the helicopters together and crash.
1: Uh-huh.
0: He's then able to aim the helicopters to hit other cars <laughs> that he needs to. He if- is a living god. If you like any of the Fast and Furious movies, why is this not one of your favorites? He's throwing helicopters at people with yeah. his car. What more do you need from him? What more could you possibly want not out only of Fast that, and Furious? So
1: the kid is trying to dislodge cannons in the yeah. back of the car, and he does. It got but, jammed. Yeah, but then Dante pulls him. They're driving like 80 miles an hour. Pulls the kid into his car, and then— He says,
0: yoink, when he grabs him. Yeah,
1: love that. Love how can that. you not
0: like this when <laughs> it, when the when your bad guy says yoink,
1: and then blah blah blah, John Cena sacrifices himself. Yeah, but the, this is when it, we go back to the beginning of the movie when he was teaching his son how to drift, and he was telling his yeah, son, to yeah, you, "You gotta yeah, trust me, yeah. you, you gotta listen, and stuff." As and all comes to this moment when they are going like a hundred miles <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. per hour, and he tells his son, "Like trust me, jump," and the kid jumps from car to car, <laughs> yeah, and gets his son back. So then they go to a dam.
0: And when I saw like I said earlier in the episode, when I saw the dam, I said, please drive by dr- drive down yeah. it, drive down Two it, drive down it. Two
1: giant oil tankers on both sides of well, him.
0: Semi trucks. Oh, they, oh, like, oh they're yeah. oil tankers. When you said oil tankers, I was thinking and like, the boat, like uh, off the a coast ship. of something.
1: Well, I guess that's probably more appropriate. Who was that?
0: Who who played that comedy bang bang character who bought o- the oil tankers as a family business?
1: That I can't remember, but that was that a recent one?
0: That was pretty recent. Yeah, that I, was very I can't funny. remember, but it
1: was very funny. Was it like Katie Rich or something?
0: I think it was. Um,
1: I might that might not be right, but yeah, and, and, very and, funny.
0: And she's like, "We keep spilling oil, but we we give out mason jars of our oil because it's a family business." <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then. The crew, the rest of the crew, shows up on a plane and they're like, We're gonna save you, uh, ex machina style or, or do ex machina <laughs> style. Uh, you know, like,
0: no, at- no, I just it made me think you you were so right, oh, but okay. my brain just only thought of the movie ex machina. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> What is happening? It is
1: sci fi. Um, but then Jack Reacher betrays everyone and like ex- the plane explodes,
0: he shoots it, but down. we
1: don't actually see anyone die.
0: But I think they died. But if they
1: do the time travel thing, they died. Yeah. But I'm saying we never we never had a last moment of yeah. seeing them in fear dying. You know. Yeah.
0: If if they don't do time travel, they're 100 percent alive. Yeah. If they do do time travel, they died.
1: You said do 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 do. So they're dead. So that leaves Vin only one decision: drive down the dam.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And this was my chemistry question. Okay. So. This is so. I'm such a dumb person. But, no, you're but not. there's you balls really of fire chasing them down. Yeah, like they're enveloped in balls of fire. Yeah, and he releases some nos to get them the extra boost they need.
0: Oh, I see what you're. Combustion. Would that
1: explode their car?
0: Absolutely, right? It would catch on fire. But not and... because
1: the nos is like specifically connected to a certain part of the engine, so it's safe.
0: I think it would probably catch up and blow you up. And That's what I would you. think,
1: too. Because, yeah. like, they're, they're just surrounded by fire and their car's probably so hot.
0: But here's the thing that you're forgetting. Vin Diesel's driving.
1: He, well, no, I I didn't forget. I Not just,
0: Dominic Toretto. Just
1: wanted a little science lesson.
0: Vin Diesel's driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Jordan. T- you know what? Here's, here is actually the answer to any physics questions in Fast and Furious.
1: Was Vin Diesel driving?
0: <laughs> no. I am Groot oh that's the answer
1: okay <laughs> got it so yeah i just had these questions pop into my head but i have no desire to go on youtube and watch someone explain it to me
0: no no you know? no 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 life is too short for those kind of things It's too short we're about to have I, a child. i like to think
1: i'm a very curious person but i'm not i'm not 15 minutes curious <laughs> with ads
0: by the way patrick willems came out with a new video yeah it's on bollywood movies
1: yeah i saw that he went to india
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. He posted about it. He went to India like last March Whoa. and that's where they shot it.
0: Whoa.
1: Pretty cool. Huh? He, he,
0: he was talking about it and he said, um, that, that he, he's never that sure about anything he does as far as like, um, like his pride, I guess. But he's like, um, I, I can assure you this is like one of the best things I've ever done. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome.
1: And, th- and his posts, he said that, yes, I did go to the tenant building. Oh,
0: he was in cool. Mumbai. Oh man that's yeah. awesome uh yeah well gotta watch it wait yeah. he went in march
1: you said i think that's what the post said
0: wow um cool uh so I think. um
1: so yeah he gets to the bottom of the dams him and his son are fine but they have no car yeah and then the fire's still coming for them or something
0: well the fire's still oh, the coming dam broke and no jason momoa blows it up that's right Or no, it is blowing up from this whole thing.
1: And then I thought like, man, if there's like 20 more minutes of this movie, that's going to be a big bummer because this is just all coming to a head. And part of me is like, but we don't, we just don't get cliffhangers anymore. Yeah. And I just don't think they're going to do that because we just, that's just not a thing anymore. But then I thought briefly, like, well, I guess it's not that much of a spoiler. We came late to the party, but when we watched Severance, that was a huge cliffhanger on on the season. Yeah. And it was so fun. Cause I had never it seen was, yeah. something that cliffhanger heavy in, in years. years. Yeah. Um, so I, that path- I think,
0: I think the biggest cliffhanger before that, that we watched was when Hank yes. sat on the toilet in breaking, breaking, breaking bad, bad. Yeah. and realized it was Walt.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was like, I remember watching that and being like, it was almost like I needed to pull out a calendar and X off every day until breaking bad premiered. Cause I was like, I, I know I can't even and like, do you fathom. remember
1: the opening shot of the, of the next season?
0: Uh, it was him going to Denny's.
1: No, no, this is actually a deleted. scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hank is still on the toilet and he is so shocked by it, but he, he went into their bathroom because he needed a little bit of extra time in there. Uh-huh. Um, he had such explosive diarrhea that he flew through the house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Anyway, Nope. <laughs> this movie ended on a pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah. He, we-
0: he hugs his son as the water crashes over him and it cuts to black. Yeah. And, and then, I love that. And then it shows Gal Gadot, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it's weird because cliffhangers in movies is, I'd say a general rule of thumb. Don't do it. It's not a good idea, but it was kind of fun in this one. It was fun. I think especially cause we know what, well, this is a two parter and th- this series is a soap opera. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I, and, and when that happened, I'm like, I can't believe that not only did I like this movie, but I, I'm, dare I say excited to see fast 11. (laughs) Well, I
1: think what also helps with the cliffhanger of this choice is this, this series already has like barely any stakes at all. Yeah. So the fact that they ended on a cliffhanger is like their last form of stakes they can bring.
0: Yeah. And then there's a post credit scene where Dwayne, the rock Johnson returns, Uh which I, I'd heard beforehand, but I was surprised that he is coming back. Yeah. Um, and I and again a sentence that I actually feel disgusting saying. I was like, they got him back good. <laughs> I th- I thought awesome. He's going to be in the next one. And I'm I'm sick to my stomach that I would ever be excited to see that yeah. schmo. Um, but here we are. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's fatherhood about to happen, and I just I just got to change my ways and be a fast guy now. <laughs> <laughs> But here we are, uh, you
1: gotta start living your life a quarter
0: mile at a time, one quarter mile at a time, so we did it, folks. We covered Fast and the Furious, and we liked a movie unabashedly, and we liked a movie that critics and fans are not liking,
1: yeah, whoops, so not the first time that's happened on our podcast
0: no, but i I just think that speaks to how much we did enjoy this movie, yeah. So rate this podcast and join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Micah and listen to our episode this month on Kick-Ass. And then listen to our episode next month on Kick-Ass, but don't watch Kick-Ass 2. Do not watch it. Please don't watch no. that movie. Seriously. I-, I was like, it was so offensive, but yeah. not not in like in a way that like got under my skin, and I, I, I truly hated it. But Me it's too. fun to hear us rant about it. Yeah. Uh. But I want to tell you about one more thing before we go. There is a tier on Patreon called the Cormorant tier, and it is the most expensive tier. But you get the extra podcast, you get the extra music, you get extra videos, and every three months you get merch. So it's pretty cool, but basically it's a loyalty program. And don't skip ahead. I'm telling you, you'll want to hear this. So in three months after you sign up and there's been three payments and you've gotten all the other great bonus content, you will get sent to you a mug. And on that mug in the MPU font is, it says, I made Jordan and Micah watch fast and furious. So if you want that mug, I'm going to be posting about it today. That's the only way you can get it. Um, And because so many of you asked if you are a a lovely fan who said, man, Micah, you got to cover Fast and Furious. I think it may only be right that you do it.
1: And if you want to just do it for the mug, that's fine.
0: Do it for the mug.
1: You can go back to the other tier that you read afterward.
0: Yeah, you can you can downgrade tiers if you want. I think sometimes that's fine. people
1: get scared about the commitment level of it, but you know you can always change.
0: Get the tier and then go back to the three dollar, or the five, or the ten. Yeah, sure. Who cares? But treat yourself to this mug by paying for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but also getting a lot of extra stuff that's well worth the. You value. do get a
1: lot of extra cool stuff too.
0: Uh, yeah. So thank you for listening, and uh, share it with a friend. And next month we will be back in X Men. Wow. And we will be covering a movie called Logan with Mm -hmm. a very special guest. And I edited this episode recently, and I got to tell you, one of our best of the entire year. Wow. So thank you for listening, everyone. See you next time. Vroom,
1: vroom.
2: Hey y'all, it's Sean, and I'm so honored and grateful for Micah and Jordan to place my little bit of Fast 10 commentary here at the end of the podcast. I have to say, there was no better way to take on watching this movie than to watch it with Micah and Jordan. Coming into this, I had this uh, album On my phone, of videos and photos, just you know, bashing the franchise mostly, despite the couple movies that I liked before Fast 10. And I was also just you know, a filter for everything that I had seen movie buzz wise about this movie through WatchMojo or Film United um, with all of their uh, buzzworthy predictions like would uh, Paul Walker be CGI'd back into Fast 10 or would there be time travel and first of all this only further solidified that for all the predictions that were wrong and things that ended up becoming true WatchMojo is just full of shit. And Film United is like the National Enquirer of uh, movie buzz. I deleted this li- library of hate posts from my phone, though, because, you know, I had fun. I had so much fun watching this bombastic movie in theaters with Micah and Jordan, and I have no regrets with that experience What better people to watch this movie with and laugh through this movie with and get thrilled through this movie with than them.